are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, episode number 69, 69 of Ooh. the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. James's favorite position. This is the favorite <laughs> everything. There's this great day. It's a lot of good things going on, a lot of surprises, lots to talk about. Today is May 6th, 2019. Again, we are the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. I am your co-host, Jimmy Dice. Over to my digital right, we got Eddie, my boy. What's up, Ed? Hey, that's me, and I'm here, and I'm ready for this podcast. Awesome, awesome. And across the pond, what do we got? Woo! What we got? We got a Kev. We got a Kev Galbert. How are we? Good, good. Oh, we're ready, and we actually have a special guest with us, but live with us in a different way, actually Physically in the room, right next to Ked, we have Mr. Chris Hall. How are you, man? All right, you. Hey. <laughs> hey so good. How's it going, mate? Special, special, special guest. Special. Oh, I like how you got yeah. called that. Is that always special guest? No, it's sixty-nine as well. Uh, that, yeah, that's not, not, That's the only reason you're here, mate. Did you what? not know that? <laughs> what, no, what number am I thinking of? Sixty-nine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sure. So. Folks, Chris Hall is a special guest, a special friend of ours that we met uh, at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Oh, and if you recall, he joined us on two episodes uh, while we were there at Celebration, him and his friend Graham Simpson. And, uh, dude, so glad to have you with us. Awesome. Good to be back. You are now oh, a recurring yeah. guest. Yeah. Yeah, you're oh, regular. That's right. Reoccurring back now. You can't escape. There is no that's escape. Right. The status there of reoccurring no guests. Oh, that's awesome. Completing my trilogy. Yeah, we need a trilogy, don't we? We need th- one more. Fuck, you know, we're there. We're absolutely there. Yeah, we are God there. Damn. This is the mm. third. We are pretty right? much there. Because <laughs> 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 technically, this is his third appearance. So, folks, you can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, <laughs> slash scruffypodcasters. You can follow us on Twitter. Have a whole lot of new content coming your way right now at Scruffy Podcast. You can follow myself, Jimmy Dice, at Hubert207. You can follow our buddy Ed at ScruffyEdV and our buddy Kev at KPG1974. Leave us some reviews on iTunes. Send us in some emails. Also, our reoccurring guest, Mr. Chris Hall. You can find him at Chris Hall Illustration on Instagram, at Chris Hall Artist on Twitter, and Black Sheep Rebellion on Etsy because this guy has an incredible talent of just visual art that I just can't really exactly I can't even put into words man 
that you are you are a very gifted and talented uh, artist. Uh, he's all right. Come on, let's not go overboard. He's, <laughs> all, he's all right, isn't he? It's all right. It's a nice. bit, bit of drawing, a bit of tracing. It's all that's it. Fucking sells it. We know what he does. Ten pound and a hand job. I'll draw you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're so here we, tonight, boy. That's why. You're... So we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about tonight. Um, I mean, we'll just start right off with it. The passing of one of the dearest, nicest, gentlest, and kindest uh, actors. And um, character portrayals of one of our favorite characters, uh, Peter Mayhew, on April thirtieth. Um, that was those, yeah. Just a, it's a really sad, you know. Like when we're getting to the point now when this is starting to happen a little bit more frequently, unfortunately. But Kevin, you, you and uh, you and Chris, you did you both meet uh, Peter Mayhew in person? I know you guys have their autograph, their photo. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about your like physical interactions with Peter? Um, yeah, I mean, I. Uh, was lucky enough to meet him twice. Um, and the first time, um, <clears throat> as people know, I, I've, I've been collecting autographs for quite a long time. Really? And he was kind of, uh, yeah, well, you wouldn't believe this, <clears throat> but like, so he was one that back in, I think, the early 2000s, I think it was. Um, he was at the, the first time I met him and I just got an autograph. <clears throat> and he was kind of in good shape then. You know, it felt like it was really, and he was such a nice guy, and um, he signed a picture to me, and we had a, um, I mean, obviously, you never get long to talk to them, and a long conversation, but we had sort of a, a minute, two minutes, just talking about the character, and what he, you know, and what it meant to him, what it meant to me as a, you know, just growing up with Chewie and everything. Um, so that that was the very first time that I met him, which would have been, you know, quite a long time ago. But then I did meet him on May uh, in March this year. In March the, I think it was about March the second at a comic con in London, and I just wanted to get a photograph with him. And um, I think we spoke at the time, and I did put send the picture, and uh, he did look quite poorly. And he looked, you know, it was it was. I think I mentioned how you know he was quite. He sort of sat on a chair and sort of had to be sort of just had to sit on this chair to have your photo with him. And I got the photo with him because it was kind of one of them things that I did actually think at the time, I've got to have a photo now because I may not get another chance with him. Um, although I'd got the autograph sort of thing and he, he didn't really say anything at all. He was, he was obviously quite quiet and he just sat on the chair and everybody just got a photo with him and that with it. So it was, you know, I said at the time, cause it was kind of when I met Jeremy Bullock as well. And he obviously he retired after then and, how sort of fragile and poorly he looked at the time, the last time I got a photo with him. So it was kind of sad to see him that way. So, But it was still a surprise, you know, because <clears throat> it was poorly. And I know he'd done Celebration, hadn't he? He'd done... Um, well, he, he so, goes to, like, every convention, right? Pretty much. He, oh, he's done so many in England. I mean, there were certain... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's always certain people in England. You've, you've always got, like, Jeremy Bullock. I mean, Kenny Baker, when he was alive, that tended to do every you know every sort of star wars related every comic con they were always tended to be there and peter mayhew dave prouse at the time were always like they always seemed to be at these so they weren't quite difficult to meet over here if you went to these things um but i say i met i met him twice i was lucky enough to meet him twice. i say the first time was an absolute just a, a joy because he was kind of he was quite a lot younger at the time and a lot more alert with everything and but the second time like which was in march of this year you know, we mentioned it at the time on the podcast. It was a little bit sad to see him that way, but he was okay, you know. But um, it's still a surprise when it happened. Um, but you know, what a what a legend in the Star Wars sort of world, and it was just so sad that it happened. And like James says, it is happening. 
you know, with certainly with a lot of the original trilogy ones, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my experience of sort of meeting him twice. Um, have you, Chris? Did you did, did you no, get any, did no. you get any banter with him, Kev? Any kind of talk? The, the first time? No, 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 not. It was. I, I mean, I, I was. It's. I remember like going up to meet him the first time and get the autograph, and obviously I. I put my hand out to shake his hand. I mean, I've got fucking big, horrible, flappy hands. But his, <laughs> his fucking, his hands were like fucking dwarf mine. I felt like a yeah. child putting my hand in his little, what's it? He was huge because he, he stood up. He, he can't, I think he stood up. And it just, it was like, wow, this guy's huge. You know, it was like, and I mean, I'm six foot three, I think. And I'm like a fucking lanky streak of piss though. And he's like, he was like quite broad at the time. And it was what just, does that mean? it was like, <laughs> I know what it means. I love it. <laughs> so I was like, and I was just like, God, he's, and it, and when I shook his hand, his his hands were absolutely huge, you know, and he was massive, this guy, and it was, but it was literally, I would just sort of said, you know, it, it was just one of those like you do with a lot of autographs, because sometimes it is a bit of a conveyor belt. You don't get a long time to talk to these people, so it was just a little bit like, you know, great to meet you, and blah blah blah, and we just spoke about Chewie and what a great character he was and, you know, he, how he loved playing him. I asked him sort of how he got the part and the audition and everything. And it was just, yeah, it was just like that. Nothing, you know, nothing he, major he really, or anything. He, he really seems like a, a human version of Chewie, like literally because mm. of how, like, yeah. he is. Uh, so, Chris, what has this affected you at all? Like, are you? Well, <clears throat> I never met him, but like Kev was just saying, what a legend just and everything other than like like you say just inhabited that role and it was like part of him became you could tell there was like part of him was chewy and vice versa and everything is just done for fandom i mean what what a dude right up until the end like doing doing cons Mm. yeah i mean it's been really like listening to all the pods this week and hearing everyone share stories much like when carrie passed it's 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 really heartwarming, isn't it? Like when you hear this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that really does, like this is a bit of a bit negative, but one thing that really pisses me off when things like this happen is you get like grief police on on Twitter, like telling you how you should feel. Like no one should ever tell you how to feel about anything, and you should never like feel ashamed for like grieving your heroes whatsoever. Mm. And you always get people jumping on, don't you, like, saying, oh, you never knew him, you didn't know him properly, like, what are you so upset for? And it's just, no. Well, I, saw, I saw one that was quite, I think it was like, because we're on, a lot of us on Facebook, and I saw one where this guy, I think somebody tweeted, had put something like, anybody could have played Chewie, it's just yeah. some guy in a costume, what the fuck, fuck off. what's wrong with you oh. people, and things like that. And he's just going like, no, it's not, No way. whoever was it. No, yeah, it's like, it's, you know, everything, I mean, I know that, the new one, Junus, when he was saying that what Peter made the advice he gave him and how to move and walk. It's, are these people so fucking insensitive and stupid that they can't fathom that out kind of thing? And, you know, and um, yeah. of course you can sort of be upset and grieve. You know, I was I was really upset when Carrie died. I mean, that was such, I don't normally cry at celebrity deaths, but that was really upsetting. That was like, because it was Princess Leah, for God's sake, who, yeah. I, you know, I'd sort of been... And it's seen similar thing, you know, it's such a, so upsetting when we're such big fans that, you know, it's, you know, we've had, you know, a lot of them are sort of, you know, obviously they're getting on. It's the, the one thing that you kind of see now, I mean, we've been, 
which we'll talk about in a bit. We've been to a little Comic Con today, me and Chris, and some of the older actors there, like you know Ken Collie, who sort of played Peter and people like that, and Michael Culver. And you look at them and you think, holy fuck, they look old. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and it's and it's and it's a, it's a, it's a realization, you know, and. You know, we, I met a couple of a few months ago. I met Michael Pennington, who was up there, who obviously played Moff Gergerod, and it was like it just doesn't look anything like him because you know, so long has passed that you know, 35, 40 years, and you just think you forget, you know, because you still watch Return of the Jedi and think how look, you know, you see how, and you you know, it's like Peter Mayhew. You look at him and you remember him as Chewie, but it hit. You know, the two recently that I got photographs with, which were like Jeremy Bullock, who I've met about three times, but I, and Peter Mayhew, and I looked at those two, and it was quite sad and upsetting mm. to see just how old and fragile they had become. And I know it's a, it's a part of life, but um, but I was still surprised, because like you say, we'd, we'd, we knew Peter had done um, Celebration. I mean, yeah, we, I hope... We just you know, saw him. Something I like, saw him. You saw him. Yeah. Like, we... Yeah. I, uh, so, <clears throat> I regret, like, personally meeting him and i've had a couple chances because the last celebration and this celebration he was there doing autographs and i remember seeing his no one in line for him no one. yeah and and it's because he goes to every convention and everybody you know what i mean like everybody yeah, has yeah. his signature but i was like oh man i gotta get over there after i finished i, I don't know what i was doing i'm at best i think and he was ushered off before i could look it yeah. up and do it but now i've oh, i regret it big time now mm. um so you guys were talking about reaction on the internet and telling you they no one has a any right to tell you how they feel how you should feel mm. right mm -hmm. Damn yeah. Um, yeah but i want to bring up <clears throat> a meme i saw and it's from empire strikes back in the carbonite chamber when han is telling chewy the princess you have to take care of her oh, yeah mate and that, I saw that, and it's, oh it's amazing. Oh, my God. That yeah. hit me, and I, like, almost teared up right there. Mm. I think that was shared quite around everything, and it was like that hit home, and it was so sweet, and just like, oh, it was like, oh, flipping heck. That was like, you know. Um, I saw another one as well where they kind of put it, I think they kind of used, like, the vintage toy line, and it had, like, R2 um, layer for, and cheese. For Kenny Baker, like yeah. Yeah, and it, then it was obviously like, and then Luke and Han just like watching them sort of go and it was like that was quite well done as well quite sweet um that was all over Twitter and Facebook sort of thing and some of those things like that were were, were great um I mean it hits you it hits you all in so many different ways you know from the people who knew him as a family member and the lot and a very close loved one but in a different aspect and like you nailed it on the head Chris you know it's it's everybody deals with this so differently because the character and the actor, you know, touch the fan on such like a, a deep emotional level that like someone that they could relate to and empathize with. And, you know, the actors through star Wars and any kind of franchise that you're in, like that's why people by the thousands go to these events because these characters and actors and actresses have such profound influence on on who we are even in our our day-to-day -day lives mm. this whole thing that they don't that they don't you shouldn't be crying is oh you shouldn't be upset or you shouldn't mourn them because you don't know them it's just like it's absolutely ridiculous because that's what they've meant to you you know in those movies that we fucking love it was like yeah it was it was it was a it was often it was quite you know i mean it kind of 
part of me was kind of shocked and another part was kind of me thought I'm not really surprised because of like when I met him back in March but you know I thought it obviously I mean I don't I hope that kind of going to Chicago and going to celebration didn't take too much out of him because I don't have they actually said what what it has been that's yeah it was a heart attack was it yeah Mm. okay so yeah um so he's he's survived by his wife Angie and three children um you know as uh Alongside of him being like with the fans, always for the fans, available at conventions, you know, tons of stories. He also has a foundation called the Peter Mayhew Foundation, and that supports like everything like um, crisis situation type stuff, you know, food, supplies, and then uh, recently Venezuela. So Ooh. on this is from their Facebook page in. Um, Early December, they're going to have a – in L.A., they're going to have a memorial for fans, so if anyone's interested. And uh, oh, cool. the family okay. will be in attendance. They'll have personal effects and collections there at the Empire Con L.A. Also, ra- they also ask – the family asks – rather than gifts and flowers, they ask that you consider donating to the foundation so that you can continue his efforts to help the community. So you can oh, donate – yeah, you can donate there at petermayhewfoundation.org slash make-a-donation.php. Brilliant. That is amazing, isn't it? That's, yeah, that makes complete That's sense. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that um, it was scheduled to be at uh, Fan Expo in Dallas this past weekend? Yeah. Yep. And they, they kept his table open with his sign up and his picture. Oh, and they brilliant. just put two books of condolences open and oh. let, let people go up and sign. Yeah, oh, people put amazing. flowers and little action. Just class. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Absolutely. And I love the um, some of the sort of tributes that he got that really, they were really sort of touching. They yeah. were, you know, like <clears throat> Harrison's Forge was, that was just... That was a killer. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was amazing, yeah. He said not only was my, you know, like my friend on screen, but he was my friend off it. And it was like, I was like, oh, God, here we go. And... I know Lucas did, Mark Hamill, Billy Dee, everybody. It was just like mm-hmm. the Harrison Fords in particular, not to look like singling people, but that was just such a great little sort of tribute he did to him. It was like a lot of people have, you know, and it was, yeah, it was just amazing reading all that. Yeah. But, yeah. So much love, so much love. So uh, if you guys don't have anything else to say on it, we can move to our week in Star Wars. <coughs> oh, to a God, little lighter to- note. Oh, we got some big things that happen. A lighter week. note or negative financially? <laughs> yes. <note? laughs> That's Kev. Let me just take a humongous deep breath. I've dropped some serious dough today. Oh <laughs> shit! So uh, James and I have we did a we did a thing on May fourth. Did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Talk to us, boys. Come yeah. on, let's so, have this. <clears throat> James, tell tell uh, our listeners what we did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Piccolo Restaurant, that's in Portland, Maine. Uh, this is their sixth year running. They do a special four-course dinner every year on May the 4th. And it's a Star Wars-themed dinner where all the entrees are um, using terminology and, and you know tongue-in-cheek callbacks to things from Star Wars, but as well as um, alcoholic and non-alcoholic refreshments. Um, it's done by uh, 
co-chefs, uh, Damien Sanzanay and his wife, Ilma Lopez. Uh, unfortunately, Ilma wasn't there this week. She's off in Chicago at a James Beard event. Uh, props to you. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, Damien at the helm on um, on Saturday night. And just all the dishes, again, were just absolutely awesome. Uh, I have the menu right here. Right next, and not written on it. Damien put down his cell phone number. That's cool. We can have Damien as a guest on sometime. <laughs> he wants to come I'll, on. He does. He does. Oh, does gonna, I'll just read it oh, off oh. onto the air, and everybody can call. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Um, so, <laughs> for one of the, uh, so for for the first one, it was called the Han Shot First, and these were served in little Star Wars Dixie cups to be taken down like a shooter. And for the movie, uh, right, so of course, during, let me back up a little bit, there's always a movie, one of the movies going on in the background. And this year, a special treat, he got an original theatrical version of the 1977 A New Hope, uh, unaltered uh, by the THX special edition thing that happened in 97. Uh, So this was straight up, like, original as it gets. The proper version. Proper version. And so that was really cool. So uh, Han shot first. It was a solo chill. Yes, uh, fucking proper old school. (laughs) None of this uh, new altered shit. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So the Han shot first, a solo chilled asparagus, velute shooter, charred onion creme fraiche. And that was so divine. Um, It was really, you just, you would think like asparagus, like liquefied asparagus. I don't know, but everything tastes amazing. Um, They had things like Chewbacca's bandolier pouch, which was brown butter, garlic, dill popcorn, and Kajik muddy crunches. Basically, they're uh, muddy buddies. Um, The almighty Sarlacc tentacle, which was just a shard Spanish octopus. Polenta, brown brown butter, pimented, and breadcrumbs. Yeah, so the almighty Sarlacc tentacle, it was a piece of shard octopus. That was awesome. So, uh, also any, had, veggie, any veggie options? Or what? <laughs> uh, there. Well, so what you could do <laughs> is, uh, that's you, right. you yeah, water and food. bread. That's all it was. Water and right. bread. Yeah, right. No, no, no. Friends, <laughs> friends, not food. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, also in there, um, you could tell them at the very beginning, you know, are you vegetarian or a pescatarian, or if you're vegan or something like that. And as long as they let them know ahead of time, like they'll they'll make sure you have you know something that. You're not left out. That's that's the way that's as the way it should be. But for the for last the couple, he had imperial dewback ribs that he talks about on the interview that's posted on YouTube and our internet's pages, social YouTube, medias, Facebook, yep, to Facebook, Twitter, it's all there. Uh, Mountain Dew, a Mountain Dew glaze, baby back ribs, Darth cornbread that he just dyed with squid ink, just off the hook. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites, Porkins Last Trench Run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. It was a house, yeah, a house pork sausage, a Nadua dressing, uh, braised greens, uh, smoked bacon, baked beans. Like this was off the hook. Spicy. Oh, it was good. Just so just so the listeners know, the dewback ribs are glazed in Mountain Dew. Yes, is a Mountain Dew glaze, which he goes to the detail. Uh, in the interview. And then at the very end, there's Aunt Beru's Bantha Milk. So it's a main blueberry, bundino, cartelized sugar, crispy bits, and vanilla dust. So it had the blue vanilla in there, or with the, excuse me, blueberry in there. Uh, and that was really awesome. They had drinks like the, the Tatooine Sunrise, Vodka, uh, Cochi Rosa, OJ Grenadine, the Dagobah Fizz, Java the Hut. Um, Which I is hear for- is the name of the cafe at Lucasfilm. Yeah, Java, Java the, the Hut. Hut. Yep. Is it? Yep. Uh, so yeah, a, a lot of cool. And, and uh, 
Damien was gracious, gracious enough to allow us to interview him for a few minutes afterwards. Uh, we have a 15-minute long interview. We talk about all the courses, all the dishes, uh, his favorite films, his theories about Ray's lineage. Um, did he say all- Kenobi? Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. He did not say Kenobi. Um, so, uh, for the listeners, seeing Chris's reaction to that was <laughs> ace. And I'm saying ace. Aces, yeah. Ace, yeah. it's ace. Sand. Sounds a pound, sounds we a pound. Ace, so they know what we're talking about. <laughs> so you can check out the interview on our Facebook page. It's on Twitter. It is on um, all the social media platforms, YouTube. Check it out. It's really great. Thanks again, Damon Sanzanetti and Emma Lopez of Piccolo and Cheval Restaurant in Portland to uh, that had us on. Thanks we so much. We love you. Awesome, awesome. So, so, so you know the um, so boys, you know the menu then, because you did, you, you sent it to us and everything. You know when you have it, do you have everything on the menu? Yes. Or do you pick? Yeah. So yes. it's like a it's set a menu. Four, and you just try it's every four course, right? Yeah, four course, but there's also like yeah, one, two, three, four. I mean, you get like the there's like an amuse boot. The Han shop first. The uh, asparagus velouté. That was like an amuse bouche up front. Yeah. Um, but then like yeah, there's like snacks and things, but yeah. Totally four courses. Was there anything on the menu this time that hadn't been on before, or was was stuff? Had, had um, been, was this all? I think you know, was this all new? Sort of a new menu. It was all new, uh, except for um, the dewback ribs. He brought that back because it's just such a hit, and as he should have, because it was delicious. Um, the starlack <laughs> tentacle, like he, we've had it before because he did the bucket um, two years ago. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> But uh, you know Is he, he prepared it. To... Yeah, to eat yeah, right. Me? <laughs> lies. Lies. God, we're going to every day. It's beautiful. Oh. Come, my child. Yeah. Oh my god, this is amazing! So he just prepared the he prepared the octopus a little bit differently this time, and he had popcorn last year. I don't know if he used the same seasoning, but it was just off the hook. Everything always is. Um, so thanks again, Piccolo. Really awesome. I, I just know Forrest Whitaker is in the room with us as well. He's with me. Yep. Right, we've got yep. Chris, me, and Forrest Whitaker. Save the dream. <laughs> Save the rebellion. He's our fifth and hidden guest. I can't, I can't so uh, they didn't have any I, monkey lizards on there. God, come I on, know, come right? On. So like on on a spittle. Uh, um, oh, like on the Mandalorian. John Favreau's yeah. uh, copyright. Yeah, he's he's done that one, hasn't he? So I have a little story from the dinner. I uh, got up to take a piss, and I'm and I'm getting up and I'm I'm moving around the people, and my lightsaber. I'm wearing my Jedi costume. Turns on. This is during <laughs> the movie. Everything's okay, dark. All of a sudden, and I'm like, oh, shit. I, like, fumble with it, turn it off. I'm like, sorry, accidental ignition. <laughs> That's what I said to the whole room, and the people around me laughed. <laughs> Was anyone else dressed up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a few. Because if you were the only one dressed up, that story would have been even better. <laughs> that would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? The only that guy. Been brilliant. If like James would have said, "Don't worry, Ed. Everybody's dressing up. Don't worry, dude. Everybody else is dressing up." Then there's only Ed in the Jedi costume. It's like, ah, we got him. We got him. We got him. I have. So what, what were the other costumes then? What was the? There was another Jedi and an Ewok. Oh, not an Ewok. Uh, a Leia. Leia. It was Leia. Endor Rebel Trooper. Yes. Oh yeah. Well. 
Well, it had the, the, the trench, the raincoat, you know, the camouflage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Indoor, yeah. Helmet. indoor ripple helmet on. Yep. Yeah, hers was really cool. Uh, and then all the staff were dressed up, and they had stuff hanging around. Was there any other costumes? Oh, yeah, there was a uh, Han. Most, there was a Han Solo. There was a Han Solo, yeah. It was Han Solo in front of us. And, like, everybody had, like, a T-shirt or something like that on. Um, like, our wives, they both wore T-shirts and earrings and stuff. That was really cool. Um Usually there, I mean, it varies from year to year. Some people like rocks a stormtrooper helmet covered with bling, uh, kind of like the ones that we saw at Celebration Chicago. But um, yeah, everybody, everybody was kind of chatting. So just a real nice vibe there. Everybody's chilling, drinking, and then it gets silent for the important parts of the movie, you know. And it's just a really, a really cool, fun vibe. And I always call middle of March every year and be like, "Put me on the reservation list." <laughs> Yeah, and then you, this is the fifth one you've been to in it, Jimmy. It's the fifth one you've done, isn't this, it? I've done five of the six yeah. years because I found out about it by reading about it in the pay, in the newspaper. Um, like after after the fact, after it happened, yeah. I was like, I will never miss this again. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to. Are you kidding me? Yeah, okay. let's do that. All right, so are you kidding me? Is a, are you kidding me? Is a segment where we take anything that's happened Star Wars related that makes one say. I always do this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so it makes you say shit. Shit. Call out to the wire. Here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it worked. Well, well <laughs> recently we had a certain tweet by Mark Hamill. Um, we didn't. We, mention, was, we didn't mention this last one. But we didn't. I guess. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, he he had posted a photo on Twitter <sighs> of of someone had created this sort of artwork and like subbed it in. So it was Lando, Han, Luke, and Leia um, as they are portrayed in uh, the most recent trilogy. And uh, hashtag missed opportunity. Now, now listen, before we get any reactions, this isn't the are you kidding me? The, no. the fucking are you kidding me? Is, no. where, is, where is Chewbacca? Why is he left out again? Are you kidding no me? Metal, no shout out on the solo poster. <laughs> and even with Luke, he's like, oh, man, this would have been such an iconic and perfect opportunity. Nah, fuck Chewbacca. We don't need him there. Mm. I mean, arguably, Chewie should have been on instead of Lando. Yes, <laughs> it's like what the. I mean, it's like, your, it's like your granddad being on social media. Yeah, it? yeah, and so, so the backstory to this: there's this immediate <laughs> firestorm that took hold on Twitter. Everybody's oh. freaking out. People are immediately going super social justice warrior hatred on him. It's like, what are you doing? Trying to meddle with this. <laughs> And then they're from the other side. I was like, man, you're really sad that you feel this way. Like, it's too bad you can't let go. And a lot of people start getting angry with him. And for me, I was kind of worried. I was like, dude, like, are you okay? Like, do we need to, like, see what's going on over here? But ultimately, he messaged after and was like, dude, everybody chill out. Calm down. Someone just made the photo. Thought it was cool. I put it up there. So it's not even Mark Hamill that deserves the hatred of the Are You Kidding Me? It's that whoever came up with this photo just fucking left out Chewie again. <laughs> Especially up to this week. <laughs> so yeah. He's used to it. Didn't get a medal, you know. And... 
he didn't get a medal. He's used to rejection. Out. Now, aren't he, Chewie? He's used like, to rejection. He, like, now. Leia walks right by him in Force Awakens, or Chewie walks right by her. It's like, no interaction. Don't give zero fucks about Chewie. You know what I mean? <laughs> that poor bastard. Always getting the short end of the Wookiee stick. Yeah, absolutely. What a fuck. I so, think yeah. he, he ended up getting his medal in a comic, right? I think yeah. it's canon. Uh, he got one at an MTV Awards, didn't he? When they, they did he one did. at the MTV Movie Awards or something. That's, yeah. That's yeah. definitely 100% canon. <laughs> God damn, he deserved that. He deserved yes, it. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah. So that was a that was a wrong that was put right, no, thankfully. In a comic, he gives it to somebody before the yeah. ceremony. Is it in a car- Ah, okay. It's in a comic, yeah. Like he feels Is bad that like an early Marvel one or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That top shelf one? Like before the ceremony. <laughs> the one everybody. <laughs> what is that? I don't, this, want, to, I don't hey, want to see hey, that. This is episode 69. It's, it's from Chewbacca number five comic. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was told not to read that series, but. You did. I didn't. This is all from Googling a few, oh. a couple weeks ago. Ah, good man. Good man. So you could have lied there and pretend that you did read it. I mean, I knew on. it. Don't you know that? What's wrong well, with Well, I you? do know right. it. Yeah. I just find it through other means. <laughs> well, I guess now that that's behind us, what do we got in the news, Ed? Yeah. Uh, that was Wait a minute. One. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. wait. Well, we didn't oh. talk about how we can start with me and Chrissy Boy here. Oh, that's right. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what, what kind of shoddy... What kind of shoddy podcast is this? What did we say you know, about Americans, dude? What did we say about the fucking Americans? This is unbelievable. Guys, I'm, I'm hurt. Are you hurt? Are you deeply hurt? Yeah. yeah. You know, kick you out of the colonies and we now we can't even give you a fair shake. We need a cup of tea between us now. We need a cup of tea and a scone. Fucking get fucking over this. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm not get, talking about scones, mate. I want to talk about crumpets. <laughs> crumpets. Crumpets. Yes. Crumpets or... They look really what, what good. What are you getting confused with? Crumpets or... I, I'm not going to lie. They look really muffins. That was it. Muffins or crumpets you were getting confused with. English muffins. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or uh, what is it? One egg, two sausages on an English. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's that's how that they say it over here. I was over there. Like an English muffin. I was like, well, that's just a muffin. I don't know what the hell you said. <laughs> no, no, no. When you order it like Dunkin' Donuts, you say on an English. Yeah. And then they know, it. and Kev's like, "What? What the fuck was that? <laughs> On an English? <laughs> Look, I'll get my head around that. Good, I was like, that's just a muffin. Why is it an English muffin? <laughs> is there an American muffin or something? Like, you have like an American version of it or something? So, oh, dude, yeah, Kev, dude. tell us, tell us what you spent fuckloads of money on. Oh shit, dude. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's Chris's fault, you know. It's not my fault. Yeah, he was, he was he was egging me on. Pocket, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So today, like, because this is um, obviously put the for listeners. Me and Chris and all of us met at, at Chicago, and this is mine and Chris's first reunion since. And we've been to a um, we went up to um, a place called Burnley in England, which is like the north of England, proper north of England, up north, like, so right up, right up north, from John Snow, <laughs> John Snow, King of the North. So we've been up the north today. So um, it was a. Have you done that before? <laughs> What you just did down there with your mouth. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. And that's to their little, that's to their son who's also their brother or something, yeah. isn't it? That simpleton. So we, um, we've been to a Star Wars fun day. Was it fun? 
yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah, it's before, and, um, yeah, yeah. We, it was, it's... Uh, They've done it sort of every year, and we've it's been, been before. Been about ten years now. Yeah, we've been before. I've been once before. I went last year, and then Chris had been. So we we didn't obviously know each other at the time, and we just so we said, oh, "Let's meet up. We'll go up today." And um, so uh, I, I went for a couple of autographs, and but I only got one. So um, that was the that was the small bit of money that I dropped, which was like twenty quid to get uh, Hugh Quasi's Captain Panaka. Um, so that was quite cool. I had a little chat with him and talked about the role and we talked about celebration in Chicago and all that bullshit. Wait, how much was he at celebration? F- um, fifty dollars. <laughs> so what it was a scam. like scam. That's, that's fucking goddamn Lucas. Damn Yankees, isn't it? Damn Yankees, isn't it? It's like Yankee dollar. <laughs> now they know they know everybody over here is fucking stupid enough to pay it. <laughs> hey, I, well, I was fucking shrewd. I thought I'm playing English prices. Nope. I'm fucking paying English Northern prices, not these American dollars. That no. smelly money. What, oh, God. I brought shitloads of that home with me and all that American money. Stinks. Oh, smelly money. It does smell. That smelly money. It does. It's, it's fucking all, horrendous. It's all, our fu- it's all our fucking germs, man. It's all Stop the germs. So, so we were looking around, and I'd, I'd have been after this for a while, because like, um, I'm obviously... Um, I collect all the vintage stuff, but I never got a boxed... Um, 8080. So I'm like, we're walking around and we're looking, and there's all these, there's about 20, 25 little stores. We get to this one at the bottom corner, and I'm not doing the poor guy a disservice, but this guy was fucking a bit fucking thick, wasn't he? He was a bit, <laughs> he was a bit, and I'm like, he's all right, it's a nice guy. He was a really lovely guy, really lovely guy, and I could, and then he got like all we're these vintage stuff, and I saw. I saw this boxed 8080, and it's there. I mean, the box isn't great. Um, it's kind of that's it. But I was like talking to him, and I'm like, right. I says, is it all, all in working order? And he's like, yeah, it fully works. All the all the guns work. It's got the side guns. He took it out of the box. He showed it. It worked. It's fucking in absolutely pretty much. I'd say not mint condition, but pretty much near it. The box is a bit. And I'm like, right, dude, how much? He's like. Um, 150 quid. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Which is, what's that? What's that? About $180, is it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, how many, how many. And that, to be honest, I thought that's not actually that bad a price. So, well, well since like, we got one free night from the Airbnb, that's like most of it, right? Yeah, thanks, Ed. Yeah, I needed that bit of a fucking. That, that, that's the way I'm going to justify it now from getting that money back. <laughs> I'm helping I'm Chris like, here. I'm helping Chris. Yeah, and I'm like, so. <laughs> Chris had talk, and I'm like, I've got to leave it a minute. I've got to leave it. I'm gonna, so we went and got a coffee, didn't we? And so, I'm like, what well, before the, <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the next door checking out all this vintage Return of the Jedi stuff, and I can see Kev out the corner of my eye, and I'm thinking, we pulled up today in this car, and he said, I've got hundred pound, mate. I can't spend it. I can't spend. <laughs> Don't let me spend more than eighty quid at max. And I'm looking across at him. I'm looking across, and he's I'm. He's gonna drop on this. He's gonna drop that. I know he is. He's gonna get big notes out. Just yeah. needs, just needs a little push. Just a little. And then he, and then he came over to me, and I was like, "What's he want for?" It says one fifty. I'm gonna think about it. He'd <laughs> already made his mind up. <laughs> but, but the worst of your confirmation. It, there was, there was. But I, I was, I was like, no, I can't. I said to the back, I said, no, mate, I've got to, I've got to fucking. Uh, <laughs> I've got to think about this. I've got to think about it. I'm like, so I goes back to Chris and he's like fucking smiling and he's like, are you going to do it? And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. 
I was pretty much there. But I says, Let, let's just go and get a drink, mate. I need to get this right in my head. Let's just go and have a coffee. <laughs> but no. I'll, I'll be honest, like, I was like, uh, I was sitting there and, I'm, and I'm, I've got this coffee and we had some food, didn't we? And I'm like thinking, the bastard better not have sold that 8080 because I'm going to be good <laughs> if that's gone by now. Because <laughs> you had made up your mind, a hundred and hundred and ten percent made up your mind. Yeah. So, so um, I sort of at that point though, when we were talking. I was like, I'm not paying that. I'm going to fucking go and I'm going haggling. I'm uh, the spirit of Mike Pappas just entered my WhatsApp, and yeah. I'm like, this, I'm going in. Twenty hours. I was like, going in, man. I'm like, I'm going in. I'm like, going all guns in. So I went over and I'm like, come on, mate. I'm like, hundred and twenty quid. Um, and he's like. No, 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 I can't take that little, mate. He's like 140. I'm like, I'm not going that high, dude. I ain't going that high. And I'm like, I'm like, come on. And he's like, I'll tell you what then, 130. <laughs> so I was like, right. I says, let's do it. I says, just let me just watch it. And he's like, done, sold, boom. See, so, the, the proper Mike Pavis would have been like, hey, hey, Chris, didn't you see this for 120 <laughs> over there? <laughs> I, I kind of thought, and I was like, I, did, I never did it, and I was like, I was like, but that's just that's the Englishman in me. That was like, how is it? I was like, I can't do anymore. I was like, yes, that's perfectly acceptable, sir. Thank you very much. We do you a, mind? We had a gentleman's handshake. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you. Oh my god! Right, so uh, I am now the proud. I returned with a box um, eighty eighty. It's all here. It's back home. It all works. I've checked it out. Um, done. So awesome, yeah, man. I dropped some big money. I got a couple of black series as well. I managed to get the Dryden Voss and the Han Solo Minban. I picked those up as well. So mm-hmm. my little sort of help from Chris was fucking useless. I'm going to be honest. The, the guy <laughs> didn't to help. He, he gave I, he gave you that push you needed. You <laughs> needed. So it. I, I was like, don't let me spend over eighty quid, and I've spent two hundred. So we yeah. wait that. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris, tell me you said. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna wake. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be like a flashback where I'll go to bed tonight at about four a.m. I'll wake up going, "What have I done? What the fuck have I done?" Buyer's remorse. <laughs> no, no. We are happy for you, and I want to see some pictures of this because you, you haven't yeah, sent I'll, them yet. I'll, I haven't done it yet. I'll tweet some out because I'll tweet some of the day as well with me and Chris on them and stuff because we took some photos. Because so, so just to talk to because there were some good displays, weren't there? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, they had a they had a brilliant like model of Yoda at Dagobah. Ooh, nice. Um, so, it's, so it's called Star Wars Family Fun Day, and the, the emphasis is on family fun, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very much for kids and that, but there are like collectible stores and stuff there for big kids. Yeah, and then <laughs> for forty five year old, <laughs> and let me stress, for forty five year old big kids who yeah. have got no life and stuff, <laughs> who sit there sweating while they're drinking coffee. Worrying about this attack, this ATAT. <laughs> I'd have been fuming if that bastard had sold that thing. Now I just got, oh shit! I should have bought that right there and then. So uh, yeah, so uh, I got an autograph today, which was like twenty quid, and I got two black series, and then I got me ATAT. So it was a, oh, it was a fucking great day to be honest. Chris dropped some cash and all, didn't you? You know, yeah. come on, dude, don't you fucking, you were fucking on the form. So a um, black series Zuckus. Yeah, nice. Um, two away now. Just need Dengar and Forlom, and then I've got that that bounty hunter set. Um, what else did I get? Oh you yes, shit up Jedi Absolutely stuff, classic. I got a, a Jar Jar Binks uh, mug. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, the... <laughs> for a Ooh. pound. 
Yeah. And I got oh, nice. did, it, did it say anything on it? No, it's just his face. Nice. Still good. What more, what more could you want? And I got a... Uh, I, got, I don't even know what to call it. What do you call it? I don't know, dude. Because it was like... Um, I don't know if it's like a... It's, it's hard to describe. I've took a picture of it, so I'll tweet it as well. Is it's this, like a dumb is, story. Yeah. Is, is it not in the Queen's language? It's, no. It's <laughs> certainly not. I don't even it's know. It's bizarre. What, yeah. It's this Watto toy, and it's just... It's <gasps> shit. <laughs> and I had to buy it because again, pound, one pound, a pound, a pound. and it's Watto. So, yeah, Fuck I yeah. dropped loads of money today. Yeah, so Chris, big, big notes off Chris, me. Chris, Chris dropped at least nine quid, was it? Yeah, ten yeah. quid. No. Yeah. no, I got, I got, I, got, I picked up some some vintage Kenner as well. Got a little uh, gonk droid and uh, red snaggletooth. You got snaggletooth, didn't you? He's yeah, a you short did. one. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that's yeah. that one. Yeah, nice. you got that, and then. You picked up some. Did you get some Jedi cards as well, or something? Did you? Buy oh them? yeah, yeah. I got some bubblegum cards. Yeah, uh, Return of Jedi. Yeah, because it's only like a smallish event, but it's like really cool because it's like you, you could talk to the vendors a bit more instead of some of the bigger ones like in Birmingham and London that we go to. And it's that the, the vintage stuff was really good, so you could ask them all. You know, you can haggle a bit better and just get in there and, and do all that. Nice, nice. So uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was it was cool because you were you were with the Zuckers one, wasn't it? You got that. 25 was it you got yeah, yeah yeah so that was yeah pretty good pretty good value that came out a so, while but, back yeah, right yeah. is that not a recent one sure, I, yeah i'm not sure i, I think it's a, i don't know I'm not sure that um so let's move on to snooze which is very little to snooze snooze snooze, snooze. snooze. i have three things the most important is lucasfilm is doing a tv show uh on Willow. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Is this our Willow podcast now? And it's going to be on Disney Plus, and the story was pitched by your John Kasdan. So, I'm pretty excited. John Kasdan, John Kasdan, I think, did pretty well with Solo, so I think he'll be alright with the Willow series. Do you think they'll get Val Kilmer? Oh, my God. God. No, he's... Isn't he Aroldina? Well, he's he had that cancer in the of the tongue, I think, and he's recovering oh, no. from that. And <laughs> but he is in the next Top Gun movie, and I want to see how he is in that before I fully judge on it. But I would still love to mm. have him in it. Mad Morgan, or whatever his name is. Did you uh, know um, Chris Evans, Captain America? Yeah. Someone asked him on Twitter a while back if he could play any role in any movie ever, and he answered Mad Martigan in Willow. Stop. Oh. No. No. Oh. Don't. Sorry. Don't. Don't. Oh. Wow. That'd be pretty cool. Yes, please. Yeah. He's he's oh, done. He's done Watto. with Avengers. We found the Watto toy. What is that? So we were looking at a picture of the Watto toy. (laughs) It's like a poof, like one of those splooshes or whatever. And it's like Watto with something around his neck. Oh, yeah, it says Koosh, collectible Koosh. Koosh, Koosh, that's right. Yeah, no, it's Koosh. Yeah, those were big, like, oh, man, like those were big when I was a child, like 25 years ago. Americans complicate things. So, James, explain to us what a Koosh (laughs) is. Not a Koosh, a Koosh. Uh, it's like a little rubber ball that has these rubber twines that make it look like super poofy and stuff like that. And you just kind of, it's like a bean bag almost, but it's, uh, it's yeah. just hundreds and hundreds of little rubber, tiny angel hair, like strings. Uh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Yep. 
Well, what's the point of them though? Are they just for like decoration or they, for, to be played? Like, it's to be played with like kids, like you throw them around and shit like uh, that. Because okay, yeah. it's a goddamn thing of pure joy and beauty. That's it's why a, it's it's a work of art. Dude. One pound, fantastic. I mean, you, yeah, you're getting your money's worth there, aren't you? Yeah, for a quid, you you're getting mm-hmm. your money's worth for a pound. So, uh, pound anyone else? Spend. Anyone else excited for Willow? I am. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Of course we are. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Nice. All right. Of course we are. Uh, you Sound think- really fair. Enthusiastic, James. <laughs> <laughs> would you, Would you like something pre or post movie? Post, post, post. Nice. Like That's that. why I think Val Kilmer could star in it. Then couldn't he? he could come and yeah. do these guest appearance and Warwick too. Yeah. Do these lads realise that what a national treasure Warwick is in this country? Oh, I don't know if they do because he honestly he is. Well, they did. They, they must do because he's done the celebrations over there. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. Davis I don't know amazing. how he's a national treasure. Yeah, he's got like his own game show and everything on, mm. on British TV, and he's been in loads yeah. of sitcoms. Oh, and shit. It's just like, well, yeah, Ricky Gervais wrote a sitcom. Well, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. You, you were showing me the that, videos with, with Ricky Gervais, and I'm like, Warwick's yeah. in it. I'm like, why is he in it? He must be a guest. Yeah, yeah, that was life's too, yeah, that was life's too short, and it was all about him. So it was obviously, but uh, like, there's, the one I sent you was when he did the scene with Liam Neeson. Yeah, which was just brilliant. When it was like we start together in the Phantom Menace, and Liam Neeson's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, that was like, hilarious. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Listeners should find those videos. They're hard to find, right? Yeah. In the US. Well, I don't know if you, in I, the I, US. I don't know if the series is on Netflix over there. I think is it on, I think it's on Netflix. So it might be. What's it called? Surprise. Life's Too Short. Life's Too Short. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And it's written by Ricky Gervais and stuff. And he does make a, an appearance now and again as himself. Nice. But Warwick oh. Davis is awesome. He's great. But yeah, you, it must be a popular over there because he's done all the celebrations now hasn't he and stuff and yeah i mean we oh, yeah. know him we've seen him obviously it's mm. not but it's not like he's not in stuff over here you know what mm. i mean like, yeah it's, for you. yeah it's like a household name over here no oh, he's, he's yeah good we for have, him we have good. dinner with him every night ed we have yeah. dinner with him every night <laughs> just <laughs> We just yeah just that road from us he's, yeah warwick liz me, no, me no, and the, us, yeah me chris the queen warwick everybody else <laughs> any other english <laughs> person you can name warwick <laughs> take your shoes off <laughs> in my house you take your shoes off we're saying Come Prince on, Harry was hanging out at your house while his son Harry and be- William yeah they were there Kate, Kate comes over she's just your head in she fucking loves herself doesn't she <laughs> like, leave us alone Kate fucking just go and leave us alone for god's sake alright yeah. so a little bit of news they released the titles and some covers of uh, the journey to the rise of Skywalker what's uh, all these books yeah so um, I'm going to list some, not like the kids' ones, although I am interested what? in the kids' ones. Don't worry, because I have kids, obviously. So I am interested in them, but we're going to focus a little more on the the other ones, unless you guys want to talk about them. You can bring them up. So StarWars.com said they will include hints and Easter eggs from the new film. So obviously we're all in. Uh, you'll get a glimpse at both the state of the galaxy and some of the ongoing battles between the Resistance and the F.O. First Order. We should start saying that, F.O. <laughs> no. No? Okay, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we are not trendy, doing dude. that. I am not, not doing trendy. that. I'm not going to say F.O. <laughs> Fuck off! Uh, fuck off! <laughs> IRL, the like FO. Fuck off! Away. That's Wait. what that'll stand for. Fuck off! No. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it. 
Alright, do it. Do it. <laughs> Alright, so first book, Resistance Reborn. It's about Poe Dameron, General Leia, Ray, and Finn, how they struggle to rebuild the resistance after their defeat at the hands of the FO in the last chapter. <laughs> You're gonna do that all the time now, right? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God help us. Don't even um, Obviously, I'm going to get this because it's like, I guess it's a year, right? That's what JJ has said. I think it's a year between Last Jedi and Rise of uh, Skywalker. And then another book, which is a little more intriguing to me because I'm into that Force Lore stuff. Force Collector is a young adult novel set just before The Force Awakens. So we're going back before Force Awakens. And it's about a restless teenager because it's young adult. And he mm. sets out to discover what connection his his mysterious force powers have to the fabled Jedi and what the force has in store for him. So, like, the force is awakening in, like, a bunch of these kids and stuff. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? I want, I'd, I'd like to hear about that. Broom mm. boy. Okay. Broom boy, okay. isn't it? Yeah, the- yeah, I'll say the broom boy yeah, at the end of uh, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we got another one called Allegiance. So this will follow this after the destruction of Starkiller Base, essentially after The Last Jedi. <clears throat> Leia, General Leia, and the remaining handful of Resistance have barely managed to survive, much less strike back against the superior forces of the F.O. Fuck <laughs> off. I refuse to laugh at this anymore. I'm not. No, don't, don't give him the satisfaction. Running exactly. low on options, Leia decides to reach out to her former allies, the Mon Calamari, yeah, crap, whose shipyards <laughs> once powered. Yes, yes. And on uh, for the listeners on our video, we got Chris showing off his tattoo of yeah, Akbar, yeah, our man, Snackbar. Um, whose shipyards once powered the Rebel Alliance? Uh, I did put that's a that's a comic series, isn't it? That's a four part comic series, by the look of it. That yeah. one, yeah, it'll be good. So that's gonna be a yep. And uh, there's a, they they had named all the authors at Celebration, right? And it was a good list. So they're also coming up with. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do kids books. A golden book, you know the golden books you grew up with. They're doing mm-hmm. one about. One called "We Are the Resistance." So. Penguin books. That's what we. Got penguin with. books. We had over here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we had okay. penguin books. Yeah. Get your penguin books. Is that what you had then? Like yeah. The golden little golden books. Yeah, yeah. Golden books. Yeah. Yeah. Love them, and actually, they are very informative for my kids currently, as well as my wife. I love that. That art. That art. Art looks. Awesome. The art looks great on that little book, though, doesn't yeah. it? I feel like my wife. It. I feel like my wife has learned more about the movies from the Golden Books <laughs> <laughs> than actually watching than the movies actually, themselves. Yeah, she's watched all the movies once, like when she first met me, because I was like, "All right, here we go, marathon." She's a trooper. And, I got a minute. Uh, Did she still married you after that? Yeah, that I, I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, she watched no, the Phantom Menace, and then you, she would never, you never saw her ever again. <laughs> so anyway, um, the few other books that caught my eye: the movie making magic. So we have the ones with the creatures uh, already out, 
This one is of ships and battles. I am very interested in this. I love this shit. Like how the uh, the behind the making of movie kind of magic behind the ships and the battles, <clears throat> how they did them. I am very interested in that book. You guys? Ed, that, this looks like that Aliens and Creatures book, doesn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I was uh, not paying attention there. <laughs> Ed, this looks like the Aliens and Creatures book, doesn't it? <laughs> James, what do you think? Oh, Jesus Christ. Does no. it look like the Aliens and Creatures book? Oh, uh, can you talk about the kids' book again, <laughs> And then, um, so that'll be fun. <clears throat> and then we got the art of Star Wars. Yeah. The Rise of Star Wars. I don't know, Chris. Oh, you... just that picture on that is fucking amazing. Good Chris. Lord. Look yeah. at that cover. Yeah. That is stunning. I've got my cock out right now. Yeah, we both have. Don't worry, everyone. We both have. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it's, it's got Ray right on it? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Ray and Kylo. Yeah, Ray and, and Kylo. It's done like a mirror image. Yes. Like one's above the other. So like Ray's... But, so the first, The Force Awakens, Art of, has just got... It's got Kylo with his back, his back to us, igniting his saber in the forest. The second Art of book, The Last Jedi, has just got Ray on it. Mm. And now, is this uh, telling us something? We've got them both. We've got them both on this cover. I'm and it's, sure. a mirror. it's It's kind of like a mirror image, yeah. and they're kind of like reaching. Like, look at Kylo. He's reaching towards the end of her saber. Yeah. It, and her thing. saber's blue, and he's like reaching. And who's on top? Missionary. Raise. <laughs> Raise up, raise on top, big time. Raise, obviously, it's almost big. like a sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, episode sixty-nine. Episode sixty-nine. That's right, folks. Special episode, yeah. special people. Yeah, yeah. Th- these books, these books are always amazing. They are brilliant. Um, they are brilliant. Phil that writes them, he's a brilliant follow on Twitter as well. Um, Phil Stosak, I think that's how yeah. you say it. Is yeah. that right, Phil? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah we um, brought we brought it up in a previous episode. Yeah, he's great. Love him. Yeah, these uh, bo- these books are brilliant, and uh, very, I'm very excited for this one. So, if Ray's on top, is she the rise of? Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but, oh. like the background behind Ray is red, but the background behind Kylo is blue. Mm. So, is he rising up? Does this confirm Raylo? Is this Raylo? Does this confirm Ben Demption just from ben this De- one cover? Ben Demption. Ben Demption is that the term they're <laughs> using? Yeah. Come oh on. my god! Hey, hey you know what? If we have time at the end of this, we're gonna go through some making Star Wars spoilers. Oh, talk we've about got that. to, man. We've got to make time. Well, right. well, yeah. If we if we do, Jason's tweeted this yeah. cover and said basically this confirms. All right. So other than that, we have the visual dictionary, which comes out for every movie. I get those. That's what I usually get. Um, and then there's one called the Star Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker official movie special, and apparently it's an in-depth collector edition featuring material from long-awaited <coughs> the all-new Star Wars movie: The Rise of Skywalker, including interviews with the cast. Yeah, it'll be a magazine, dude. That's like yeah. they did one for the last Jedi. Oh, is it a magazine? Okay. Yeah, it's by Titan. So Titan, <clears throat> by Titan Publishing. So they've done one for. All um, each movie, yeah, they're quite cool because they're like um, get sent down Asda, pick that up. Yeah, that's what I say. I'll get me sent down Asda. You, it'll be in there for like ten quid. That'll be, it'll <laughs> be there. Awesome. 
Nice. Or W. H. Smith. Or good W. H. Smith. Walmart. Wal- yeah. Fuck. Barnes and Noble. Walmart. No, it's Walmart. 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 <laughs> if you're from Maine. Um, so, and then an official guide. So that's what yeah. I got. Any anything stick out to you guys that I did not mention? No. No, I mean the, the the one. I mean going through all them. That the auto book was the one that I was just like, whoa, yeah, right. that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. But everything else, it kind of ties in with like the other marketing stuff they've done for the other films, don't they? Like little kids books. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So, so next piece of news is from the Mandalorian and uh, Herner. Werner is what I mean. Werner? Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog talks working on The Mandalorian. I got this from Jedi News. I think he talked to AP, though, in the interview. And he praised the old old school filming techniques that Favreau's Mm. doing with The Mandalorian. And we saw that on the panel, you know, they're using props and shit. And he... He talked uh, a lot about how all the actors had to be on a set, and there was no like way less green screens than than he thought. So like you you were on the planet, you could see you're in the desert, you know everything's behind you, and it made the actors feel like they were there and doing their thing, and he mm. absolutely loved it. And he also admitted he hadn't really he doesn't his knowledge in Star Wars is not that Sucks. much. I think he didn't even see the movies. <laughs> Oh my god! Brilliant, love it. <laughs> yeah, that's quite refreshing to hear, though, isn't it? You know, you normally hear the normal Star Wars bollocks of like, "Oh, I've loved these films for ages, and it's an honour to be in them." He's like, "I don't fucking know notes about him. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I just turned up and saw this role. Yeah, I'll, I'll have I some of that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. You know, Fair he's enough. honest. Fair you know, enough. he's definitely yeah. honest. He's, yeah. yeah, he's not gonna. He's not. You know, you better have the. You'd rather have the truth than just some bullfaced lie. It's like, oh yeah, I know who. Uh, like. I don't know, fucking Darth Spock is or some shit like that. I can't even make up something ridiculous <laughs> that they would say. It still boggles my mind that is like no one's ever seen like the Star Wars films, but whatever. They're out there. Yeah. Fucking unicorns. Yeah. So he See, also... the thing, the thing, sorry, Ed, the thing I liked about that interview as well and all everything is that obviously he's a director himself. Yeah. He's obviously a film director himself. And he's been directing films for, for years. So for him to say such complimentary things about Favreau and the other directors and the techniques that they're using. That was, I thought that was great. I took quite a lot from that interview thinking, oh, this is, I'm even more, I was so excited about the Mandalorian anyway. So for him, a film, a prestigious film director to go, these techniques were amazing. And this fucking techniques, when you're just going oh fuck, this is going to be, get this on right now. This could be amazing. Um, so yeah, I'd it's good. To it's him. good to have his seal of approval for sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. Absolutely. So um, he did admit that uh, his character will only appear in two or three of the episodes, which kind of makes sense because we saw his character in that like sneak peek trailer, right? Right. And he he gives the mission as we saw the mission, mm. the fifty year old target, year old target, the mission. Mm. I think that's a ruse, Ali. You think so? Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> that's true well he did say his, his character is non-trustworthy yeah mm. yeah I think it's going to be a baby mm, I, wa- I wonder baby. why mm. <laughs> <laughs> no we mentioned it on the podcast before spoiler oh, alert yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Jason over at Making Star Wars had mentioned it was a baby. But yeah, we'll see. So we think we'll find so out. The, f- the first episode of Mandalorian will happen on November 12th, released, I assume, weekly on Disney+. And yeah, that's all I got for the news. So <clears throat> anyone reserve a spot at Galaxy's Edge? Anybody what? Sorry. Galaxy's Edge. Anybody reserve a... Uh... <laughs> no. 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 It's funny, we were talking about this today, weren't we, driving yeah. home? And yeah. it was like, we were both saying, why do we not really, are not excited by Galaxy's Edge? Because it's going to cost us about 10 grand that's to get there. That's, right. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right. If you can't get into Galaxy's Edge, we're out full crew coming. <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost Bloody. you four times that much, isn't yeah. it, with you? You, your missus and two kids. Holy shit. You just, <laughs> you know what? I think you should do it. <laughs> I think you should really do oh, it. Yeah. I think you should treat them, Chris. Why aren't you doing it now? Why aren't you online booking a spot? Yeah, why? You're a terrible you know, father you're, and a terrible, terrible parent. For not <laughs> I am. Aren't I? Taking another mortgage out on your home or something. Bash, bash a few more sketches out. Yeah, ten pound and a rusty hand job. I'm just right, I'm a rusty hand job. Get that Nottingham dude doing that. You'll make a fortune. Rusty trombone. Rusty trombone. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god! Hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, bringing this down, aren't I? No, 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 it's good. No, no, you're bringing it back up. (laughs) No pun intended. You want to go into spoilers? So we've put off the last, like, two, three weeks of spoilers because we talk too much. That's weird. Anyway. You're a um, talker. (laughs) So we have a... one, two, three, four, five, six things that Jason Ward has Ooh. released Ooh. Ooh. that are rumors slash spoilers of episode Ooh. nine. So if you don't want to hear them. Graham, turn off now. Yes. Yes, I'm <laughs> Graham. Our buddy this Graham is, needs to tune off or anybody, any other buddy that listens. Off. Tune it off now. Uh, let me see here. So. Yep, tune it off, take it down, rest easy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First one rest we easy, got. Son. You've had a busy day, yeah. Palpatine, this is the big one, really. Is this it? We're going straight in. We're going in. We're, 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 Chris, don't, no. don't, we don't mess about. Yeah, right. We've got we're no not, music. Do we? No, we've got no. We're we just, we're just, we just, we don't have anything yet. It. Chris, you need to record your, your uh, okay. Palpatine voice for this. Yeah, just do it now. Just introduce it now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Do it. Spoilers. Do it. No, no, no. We already yes, have no those. Spoilers. No. 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 All right. So first one is um, about. I am the spoiler. <laughs> yes. That's it. So it's about, uh, Jason posted an article that said Palpatine's return isn't the only huge character comeback in Star Wars. So he reveals that Harrison Ford (gasps) filmed a sequence for episode nine. And apparently he's, he's saying after consulting his grandfather's helmet, Han appears to Kylo in a dream or vision offering redemption and that it's not too late for Ben Demption. Sure, sure, sure. Ben Demption in the flesh. 
Chris, what do you sure think about. of what do you think of Ben Demption? Are you for it or against it? Me? Yeah. I'm all for it. Listen, you don't cast Adam Driver just to be a bad guy. Come on. Yeah. I, he's one of the most respected actors around now, so there must be more to it. Than that just, guy's got some chops, hasn't he? He's, he's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a star, it's a star Wars, isn't it? Redemption. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And the room goes silent. Tumbleweed, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be a church bell. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm all for it, yeah. Bung. Good. And this, I, am I wasn't initially, I wasn't to start with, walking out of Force Awakens, I was like, fuck you! You can't solo, you bitch. Um, uh, but no, yeah, I'm up for it. Well, after eight, you're seeing his struggle. Like yeah, his, Ryan convinced me. Yeah, in his in his life struggle with himself and like the influence that Snoke had on him throughout. You can't yeah, blame him. You right. can't blame him. So, but do you, do you guys think? I mean, just going back to the, the the spoiler that we're talking about of like, I find it a bit. I don't know if it sits comfortably with Han Solo coming back in that way. Yeah. I mean, we know it happens to Jedi in Force Visions and they can come back and everything, but why why a vision now all of a sudden? It's it's more of a dream. It's not a Force ghost. Uh, yeah. No, I know um, it's not Force-related, but it's like, I don't know, it just... I hope it's not just put in there just to get Harrison Ford in there and it feels a bit... Hmm. I think I think it, it's it's more film. I think it's less Han and more just Kylo battling within himself. Is it? Is it? I know this is what does it say? Does he see him? Is it a vision or is it a voice that he hears? Han in appears in a dream. Appears. Yes. So he actually sees him and but says, "But it's a dream." Mm. That's what the wording is. I don't. I don't know. Mm. That's mad. That if if they've got Harrison Ford to do that, I think that's mad. Mm. Yeah, that's as long as it's not like Anakin's dreams of his mother in Attack of the Clones, because that was just fucking weird. Thank God he didn't have a vision Wait, of that. I thought that was a wet dream. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if all of a sudden, like Carlos there, he's going, "Daddy, Daddy," you're like, "Oh God, this is getting weird." Why is he so sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I I don't see unless it's something that Luke is facilitating. You know what I mean? Like Luke has a role in it, trying to bring the spirit back or something from within him or something like that. Um, I thought you, were about his wet dream, <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying. So episode sixty nine, folks. Episode six nine. Ghost Force and Job. What are we what are we talking about? <laughs> Very well. sorry, oh, God. Sorry, sorry, which dude. way is JJ taking episode 9 more? this is weird so, but... so you see Luke doing what James uh, I see Luke sort of like you know channeling himself through Vader's helmet I mean I, I still hold out we might get one sneak appearance of Hayden Christensen yeah you know because so if you think about the whole the, the whole arc like the entire the entire series, the entire Skywalker saga, right? What does it start out with? It starts out with Anakin, and it starts out with Palpatine and Darth Sidious. Like, that's the beginning. The whole purpose is to take this sort of, you know, person that was uh, conceived by the Force who's supposed to bring balance to everything, 
you know, it goes and takes a wrong direction and we go dark. And now we have the original trilogy where all the Jedi die and everything else. And now we're coming back, you know, is it still a chance of, you know, Anakin telling Ben Solo or Kylo being like, listen, man, like you're the virgins in the force. Like it wasn't me. It was you because you still have my blood. Like you're still a Skywalker. So this rise of Skywalker brings to an end the circle of bringing balance to the force and it's not ray ray will carry on the jedi tradition but ben scott ben solo will close the loop on the whole like light sith dueling battle thing <clears throat> that's my thought and the whole bringing harrison four back yeah i don't know i just I don't like, know I think, yeah but i well, think like ed says i think if it is just I don't think it's it's not going to be force related. It's just Kylo's dream of a vision of him in it as his dad is clearly this. It probably makes sense if it's kind of a nightmare in some respect of him killing his dad or something. And it will be like he appears to him and says, you can still, you know, be redeemed. You can still redeem yourself, mm. which could make sense. You, you, you've got to be careful there because if it's, you know, we've just said there, you get Hayden Christian back in, you know, or, Ewan McGregor or Harrison Ford, you're in a bit of a danger of getting to Luke, Mark Hamill. You don't want too many mm-hmm. fucking hello there. Force ghost, stroke, stroke, flashbacks. You know what I mean? That's going to be mm. ridiculous, isn't it? If we start yep. going, well, this is the goddamn reunion. Yeah, it's just like a Force Ghost party or something. You're like, yeah, we'll have we'll, last, <laughs> yeah, we'll, have, yeah. we'll have, we'll have a Return of the Jedi final scene all over again. I, 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 I mean, yeah. hey, I don't know if they execute it right, do it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Just be, yeah. I want to see that Force Ghost party at the end. That's all it's going to be in it. As long as Lando's clapping, I'm not bothered. Yeah, Boogie. <laughs> They're all taking shots. Force Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I say do it. It's, it's nine, isn't it? Just chuck everything in. Oh, yeah. JJ said it's going to be. Ewoks, a... Gungans. Let's just have everything. Ewoks and Gungans. Fucking brilliant. And so, all that war, isn't it? Yeah. All that war. So speaking of uh, bringing everything in, so another spoiler that was spoken of was when Ray and Kylo meet and fight. Apparently something happens and they're calling it force flash fights. So like they're fighting and they're like the environment behind them changes as they battle it out with their lightsabers. So the backgrounds appear to change between places Mm. like that we have seen in star Wars before. Holy shit. What do you that guys think awesome. of that? <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, like, I assume Tatooine, you know, like Endor yeah. or Jedi or whatever. I don't know. What do you guys so think? So it's like, oh. Palpatine's but, manipulating and creating this field, pitting them against each other, and the winner becomes his Padawan. I mean, his apprentice. How would that, how would they, that work, though, in the context of why would that be there? Who would be doing that? I think it's because they're both just I that think, powerful. I think, is they it, is that are, I think they are doing it because they're like both giving it huge conduits in the force. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. what I'm saying. Huge virgin. Both of them are virgins. 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 Virgins or virgins. You heard me. Sixty-nine. Virgins uh, say. But that's another one, isn't it, on screen, that if it executed, like we just said there, if executed right, it could look amazing, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, that could look amazing. 
So we were saying it's going to be because like we were talking about how good the Last Jedi looks when you see it on a big screen. How for a Star Wars movie that looks <clears> stunning <throat> at times. And right. It's going to be. I mean, the trailer for Episode Nine looks like the sort of cinematography is going to look amazing, doesn't it? So if they execute that right, which JJ's going right. to, isn't he? It can't just be like a stage where they're fighting and then like a screen in the background showing like Endor and Tatooine and, <laughs> yeah. and like Hoth and whatever. It might be the longest fight in cinema history though, wouldn't it? If they're going through all the planets in the Star Wars. You just oh, be like, oh Jesus. God, I'm bored shitless now. It's like, Mimban and Rings of Kafreen and <laughs> It's Hoth and here's this and you're going, oh, come on. It's best fin and here's that. You're like, wow, oh, God. Oh, and shit, up. back to Endor again. Yeah. End up in the chamber and, end up in Dexter's cafe, Dexter's diner, <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. slicing up tables and shit. Honey, give me a cup of jow and juice. Fuck off, <laughs> Obi Wan. Yes, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Well, that hug looked weird. Okay. Um. Hug, yeah. So I think this is what Jason was um, when I was talking about that cover on that book, that art of book. Jason was referring to this article, I think. Mm. Yeah definitely see that that could be ace oh they got like a flash of Mustafar as well or something and go back to the episode 3 jewel or something like that oh that could be amazing but they did it like with with Ray's force back flashback when she touches the saber in Force Awakens that's executed brilliantly isn't it that's what I mean yeah yeah. she's in Bespin and then she falls over and then she's somewhere else and if it could be like that would be awesome that would be amazing I've always always said like you execute it right fine you know what I mean? Like these are all like great ideas. That's the that's the trope in it. As long as they do it right. Mm. <laughs> right. But oh, we'll are they though? We'll I mean, we you got to remember too. His, you just got to remember too. Historically, every time we put our faith in them to like, oh man, if they do X, Y, and Z, this could be absolutely masterful. They're not even going to do X. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real here. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. When has there's everyone many, ever predicted anything? There's not many directors above JJ that wouldn't get that right, because JJ will get that right. Mm. Well, he's had enough experience with it so far already. You know, you look at his films, and the, he would get that right if that's the way they go. Yeah, so uh, the next rumor, <laughs> slash spoiler, he emphasized rumor on this one, but it's about Matt Smith. You know how we... We had reported through Jason that Matt Smith was going to be in it, and then he personally said, nope, not in Star Wars. Bullshit! But, but, then, <laughs> but then, like, internationally, some websites are confirming he's in it. Like, they list his <laughs> name, like, between a couple of the other actors that are in it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, his rumor slash spoiler. Oh, it's beautiful. 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 Uh, Beautiful. Is that Matt Smith is not Palpatine, like I said. Reborn or rejuvenated. But he is a dark side acolyte. Mm. What does that mean? So he's <laughs> so he's he's adept in the force, but he is he's he is practicing the dark force magics. So he's like obsessed with it i'm sure so smith's character is willfully he wants it possessed by the spirit of emperor palpatine Mm. and so ray and kylo team up to fight him 
And eventually, this is what he says, this is a rumor still. Eventually, Kylo kills the host body, Matt Smith. And then Palpatine's spirit jumps into Kylo Ren's body. Now, he doesn't jump into Rey because Rey has not tasted the dark side ever, and he can't. So, mm. so Kylo Ren struggles to take control of his body, but subdues himself and his weapon while beckoning Rey to kill him. Oh, Bendemption. Bendemption. Yeah. That's the rise of Skywalker right there. Should be doing the Predator with Vody. Yeah. Doing, Come on, do it. So, kill me. Kill me. Kill me. Kill me now. That's exactly what I thought of, too. <laughs> Save the tree. I'm right here. Save the tree. Come on, kill me. So Kylo does the right thing. He becomes Ben Solo again as he mm-hmm. sacrifices himself to kill the Palp. Sheev. Ray, having never toyed with the dark side, like I said, uh, means Palpatine has can't inhabit her body. So that's confirmation. So is he gonna he's gonna die then? Upset as Ben Solo, he's gonna uh, she's gonna kill him. Does it confirm that? Well, she's gonna k- maybe we don't know. He's asking Ray. This all yeah. Ray, he's asking Ray to kill him so that mm. Palpatine will be gone forever. So he has nowhere to jump, which again brings up my thought: like maybe it's not Palpatine, maybe it's like Bane, maybe it's like Darth Bane, just like transferring throughout the generation. And yeah, and Palpatine was never Palpatine. You know what I mean? Like Bane just transferred his essence from one to the other. Uh, That see, that would be see Ed. That's smart. Yeah, we're not. No one's smart here. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to explain for Joe Public movie goer. Well, this is what I said last week. Yeah, of like they've still got to remember that this is still mainstream. Unless they do a whole, they, 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 to make. they could do a whole segment on the rule of two. Start mm. it, like they did it in the Clone Wars. Just do it. Mm. They could do it. it. Doesn't take that much time. Maybe, maybe in a few years, there's more important things <laughs> that they'd rather sink money into first. Yeah. Mm. Like Coke would it explain and... how he can cheat death as well, though, wouldn't it? Like, from the Revenge of the Sith thing, so it, it's like he's not really dead. So mm. it would be the plaguiest thing of like I can cheat death by doing this or something. And right, right, yeah, which would then tie into Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, and which is obviously what JJ wants to do. So it could make sense. Yeah. Do we? Um, so going back, just a quick one, then going back. So you know the previous rumor where it said Ray and Kylo fight, and it gets. The flashing images of different planets. Is this the same? Now you're saying on this rumor that then the fight is between them two and Matt Smith. No, so, this is this is just Ray and Kylo fighting for that for the flash fights. Yeah, but is that a different part in the movie then? Must be, right? That's what I'm saying. So they had two. Then they'll team up and then. Yeah, they got to clash go. and be like, we yeah. hate each other. Oh wait, we don't because this is greater evil. That's what mm, I'm. That's what I'm to. saying. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I was kind of just trying mm. to go through in my head of like, so we may get because we never got a lightsaber duel really and properly, did we in the Last Jedi? So I suppose nope. JJ's going right. I'll put two in this one then. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they definitely have to. Gungans and Ewoks. Gungans, oh, and Jesus Ewoks. Christ. Yeah, they definitely have. I want to be in the cinema with Chris if the Ewoks come in there. Oh, like, mate. You'll hear me anyway. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in Sheffield, I'll be there. You'll hear me. I'll be like, what was that noise? Oh, it's just Chris celebrating that Ewoks have come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. Uh, so we got
Did you have some? This Matt, Matt Smith character? Yeah. Do we know anything? What did you call him? He's a what? An acolyte, did you say? Or yeah. Something? Yeah. yeah. So it's like cult-like obsession so, with So you think it'd like, be like more of them? Like, like... Possible, could be, I guess. Could be, like, yeah, like I mean, a cult, he... like worshippers of the dark side. You know, like Los Santeca is like the Church of the Force. Yeah, right. like, so they could be like the opposite of that. Mm. Yeah. But the dark side of yeah. I mean, well, speaking of that, we got the Knights of Ren, which is another one from Jason, and he says there's now there's six of them. Right. Um, and they're all obviously evil, and they he talked about all their weapons and costumes, but um. You know, nothing, nothing huge story-wise. He said Lando kind of goes to Jordan as well because he, Ooh. with same ability, did some filming for that. That's cool. And, Ooh, and, just, the, Knights, that one. Yeah. and the Knights of Ren are there as well, so we'll, we might see some stuff there. Um, but yeah, I, I, all I heard of, I don't know if there's any more than just Matt Smith. I, I think I have a feeling it's just him. Mm. Be in there. Uh, but it always felt strange when Matt Smith did that interview and he says, Oh, I'm not in it. Yeah. I'm not in that. I don't and it was like that was such a Too weird forced. interview when you read it. Yeah. And it was clearly yeah, that's exactly it. And it was like, well clearly you're covering he's, or he's pulling a pull, he's pulling a cumberbatch. He's doing yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not calm. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm fine with that. Fucking do it. Yeah. Clearly I mean, there was that involved. Just do well, a Frank Buzz. To just touch on the quick point, uh, to yeah. touch on the quick point of the dark side acolytes, <laughs> don't forget in um, in the aftermath series, like you had that dude that Palpatine groomed on Jakku at the very beginning yes. to like yeah, execute yeah. execute his will. You know what I mean? Like, so this could just still be an extension, like long term extension of that plan. You know, to set up the first order in the galaxy while Palpatine sort of. You know, rejuvenates himself and slowly over time, because it was Anakin Skywalker that threw him down the Death Star tube that killed him. Um, I don't know why I just said tube, but whatever. 69. Um, <laughs> because Darth Vader, like, fucking sent him away, maybe he needs him to bring him back or his blood. You know, hence, again, the Ben well, there, Solo theory. There was that uh, cult on Corellia in that, in that book series, too, remember? Yep. I don't read books. I draw pictures. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a cult there. Like Vader lives, and they believe that he had like his uh, um, his lightsaber and shit like that. About... Yeah, of course. Forgot about that. Yeah, they're like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's all kind of yeah. just hanging out there right now with with it open ended. So we don't really know what's going on with that. It's true. Mm. There's a there's a lot of possibility. So uh, the, the next the next one come we're talking about. Acolytes and stuff, but this is about the hairy hands we were talking about with Ooh. with uh, the hairy hands. Kylo Ren. Does already have hairy hands? <laughs> Look at the hairy hands. There. Hairy hands. Uh, Look from... at the hairy hands. <laughs> Look at his hairy hands. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> Look at him. Look at the hairy. So hands. Kylo Ren in the trailer, his helmet is being repaired by someone with hairy hands, and. <laughs> He's he's saying, and this is Jason from MakingStarWars.net, uh, that the character is actually this is like takes place in a creepy like castle kind of set, and that it's an ape 
man. Mustafa. Who agrees? Eh, maybe, yeah. Uh, that, that's his yeah. That's his guess. But uh, it's eight an eight-man who agrees to help Kylo fix his mask and activate a device that will take him and his knights towards their goals. Whatever that means. Ooh. Weird. You see, Jason mentioned that. You know, it's on uh, at Steel Wars live show. Yeah. When they were breaking down the trailer, they talked about that shot, like because Steel called it Kylo doing arts and crafts, like putting his helmet back together. <laughs> and Jason, Jason mentioned that that scene's really weird, and there's loads of like people there, the Knights of Renner there, and people start doing freaky dances and shit. Like some cult sort yeah, of yeah. dance of like, and they're all getting excited, like while yeah, well, being, yeah. Well, chanting something like that's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. some sort of ritual they perform to get it all back then or something. Yeah, I take I guess. it. It's all gonna be yeah, like a mm. weird. I remember that now. Like you said, it's a really weird scene, isn't it? Or yeah, like, yeah. I thought it would, maybe it was a Knight of Ren that was repairing it. Mm. Like, doesn't mean we don't know who they are. They could be. <clears throat> Alien, human, whatever. Sounds like it yeah. should be cut. I'm just kidding. Uh, all about execution. All about execution. <laughs> as that long can, as they do it right. That's yeah. our standard answer now, isn't it? As long as they do it right, it'll be fine. <laughs> and that's the thing. They can do so many different things with this. So our, our last one what? is about... Um, it's the most important one. Paul <laughs> Rose is, in fact, Finn's love interest. This is also Ooh, from, from Jason. Nah, I did not know this one. Yeah. Official. And it kind of creates something for Finn to fight for. Uh. On top of everything else. But you know how he's struggling that's, with that's, that. That's in, the, um, that's in the Force Awakens trailer, isn't it? When he says, I've got nothing left to fight for. But it was never used in The Force Awakens, that dialogue, was it? But obviously we've seen that go from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi of his character growing and what the Resistance now means to him. So that would make kind of sense, wouldn't it, from his journey as a character now. Yeah. So that would be quite cool. I'd be quite happy with that. That would be, be brilliant. It makes sense. From what yeah. was set up in episode eight, yeah. like, I don't see all these people saying like, "Oh, he's gonna like somebody else." Like, right. uh, he just kissed Finn, uh, Finn Rose. Mm. So, like, I, hope she, uh, I hope she's got something to do though, other than just be, yeah. a, be a love interest. Yeah, from what I hear though, she's gonna be just at the base. I don't know. Well, there was that picture of her, mm. wasn't there? The um, episode nine panel yeah. that she was clearly in the base, the resistance base, and just like you say, whether. And then Colbert asked, didn't he, if everyone on stage was going on that adventure and it was a bit awkward, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it never really got answered, did it? Well, which nothing did get answered at that panel, did it, really? Yeah, yeah, dude, nothing ever get, yeah, such a disappointment. It was fun, though. That, it was fun. Yeah, it, Not it a sounds, disappointment. She probably won't have a, well, the, the bit in the trailer, she's clearly not there, isn't it? So she's, like you say, Ed, she probably stays at the base and chills out and just hope that Finn returns and... They can live happily ever after, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, so that ends the uh, all of our shit, Star Wars <gasps> shit. Um, I had one quick question for you guys. You have all. This is a spoiler. If you have not seen the latest Game of Thrones, 
So if you don't want the latest Game of Thrones talk, have you all seen it? Yes. 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 We have some. Fair shit in the woods. <laughs> so I know we're, this might extend the episode a little longer, but um, from what you've seen in the last episode now, how are your <clears throat> thoughts going forward in Game of Thrones and going forward in Star Wars with Benioff and Weiss? If you're maybe a little disgruntled. Chris, can we go to you first? or? Well, I've just literally just watched this episode before I came over. And like we were talking today, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Like, everyone's been dead courteous over these endgame spoilers. Like, as soon as I go for a shit on a Monday morning and I load up, <laughs> I load up Twitter, you bastards are all talking about fucking <laughs> Game of Thrones. Like, it's free, free for all. So... <laughs> All I got this morning when I was having my Monday shit is everyone complaining. No, I thought it Dude, was... can we go on our English rant right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you a million percent on it. Because I got fucking Arya killing the Night King spoiled on Twitter by complete accident because I get these alerts <laughs> on my phones. I don't know if you get them. And it was like, four people you follow is like that, the fact that... Is that, Arya, right, is that a right rant about this today? Like, <laughs> like the fact that, the, that Arya killed the Night King. And I'm like, I don't believe this. This is... It was completely accidental. And it's like... Because we don't get it... Well, it's obviously, it broadcasts here at 2 a.m. Because you right. get it at like 8, is it? 8... Or nine. Nine. Yeah. nine. Yeah, so nine your time, eight cent or whatever it is. So obviously, like, me and Chris can't watch it till, like, Monday night here. So I've, <laughs> and me and Chris are the same way. We've watched it tonight. Chris watched it, and then I watched it a little bit earlier and things like that. So, um, so well, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I, I've seen people complaining about it today, and I don't understand why? I don't know if I weren't paying attention because I've just been thinking about Star Wars because I know I was coming over here, but <laughs> I thought it was alright, it was a good episode. It was kind of an episode that I thought was going to happen. We said last week that it was clearly going to be a bit of a slower one and obviously then it's setting up next week's all out. Um, have, I, have I missed something? It's like, what, what is the general con- complaint about? Um, I think someone, if- left a, someone left a fucking coffee cup on, in the set during the shot. <laughs> Not that. You know, oh, everyone's focusing more on that than anything else. I mean, Starbucks. I thought they got they got to King's Landing quite quick. But yeah, I mean, there was a I've read that one. Like, yeah, it, ignoring the there. time machine aspects of how Game of Thrones <laughs> works. Right, um, is it more to do with the writing I, or something? I like think that? I think a couple of things were Daenerys, how she's getting just such an rage, and. On one hand, I agree. She's lost so much since she's come over yeah. from Essos. And, uh, but I still think, like, you think about the da- Daenerys, you know, in Essos, freeing the slaves, being such a nice person. And then she comes over. She hasn't lost a whole lot yet. And, and, um, Jon Snow tells her, hey, I'm Aegon Targaryen. And suddenly, right. yeah. suddenly she changes. Like she's, you almost see mm. in her eyes. Like wait, wait, wait! You have a claim to the throne. That, to me, doesn't sit right. Like I'm just like, well, that's not the Daenerys I know. Right. You know what I mean? Other yeah. than that, I understand why she's getting mad and like, cause like she's losing all these like her dragons yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I understand that, but <clears throat> the initial like. 
like craze to be the queen. I didn't. Th- I th- I I always would think like if she found someone that was also a Targaryen, Jon Snow, uh, that had a a right a claim for the throne, she would be like, yes, it's yours. You yeah. know, like she's. I feel like that's her kind of character, but mm, it's not turning out that way, and it's kind of bothering me. I don't know. What do you guys? Think? No, that, her entire throughout her entire life she has convinced herself or she just believes she knows and feels that she is the rightful queen of the seven kingdoms. Like there is no other option. She grew up for so long without any family, any sort of lineage, no one else with any rightful claim. And then to all of a sudden come to Westeros, lose a dragon, fall in love with someone like really in love with someone finding out that they have the better claim, losing another dragon Losing Sir Jorah Mormont, like one of her most trusted advisors, and now losing Missande. Like, basically, all the people who brought her to her true power in Essos are now gone. And so she's left with, like, no true original, oh, say, OG ad- ad- advisor. So now what does she have? She has Tyrion. And then she has fucking Varys, who's already turning tail on her. Mm. I didn't like how quickly that progressed. Um, that I kind of felt a little miffed about, like how just quickly Varys turned like on on a dime kind of thing. I did not like that. Um, but uh, this is sort of how it's going. Tyrion's going to get wrapped up in it because Tyrion just at this point, like Tyrion's just done with everything. He's like, I'm done playing the games. I'm done like doing all this bullshit. I just I just want to have someone like. I just want to have someone on the throne that I can believe in. Like, doesn't matter, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't help. But yeah, that, I mean, doesn't help that Sansa's of... still dumb. Oh, fucking! Let's not get onto that. <laughs> but... Will you keep the secret? You know, yeah, I'll keep the secret. Turns around and fun. fucking like that was like yeah, that was like fucking hilarious, wasn't it? And she's like, yeah, I promise, I promise, I won't tell anybody. And then who's the first person? Oh. There's Tyrion. Guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something. Promise not to tell anybody. And then he went in and talked to what's him. He's like, how many people know now? About eight or nine. He's like, oh, and everybody knows now, then, don't they? Everybody knows, kind of thing. But I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. I've got to be honest. I'm quite okay with the Daenerys thing. I mean, it was set up. Mm. Kind of hinted at it early on in the episode, didn't they? When they were having the aftermath of the sort of um, the Winterfell battle, and then. Obviously, all the detention that Jon Snow was getting, and you could see that it was kind of the seeds yeah. in her mind were being set, weren't they? And I kind of got straight away, we all knew, ah, okay, this is not, you know. Um, I just I just don't think it matches her character from earlier, like in the first well, five no, but it, seasons. But then we're getting into the hashtag, not my Daenerys stroke, Luke Skywalker yeah. and the Last Jedi stuff of like. Uh, you know, it's kind of we're getting into that. We, it could, it certainly could change her character because, like Jimmy said, what she's she's always been. I'm going to claim the throne. I'm going over there, and all of a sudden, things are taken away I, from her. But that that surely would affect her. That surely would change her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I I feel like I would have been all right with it if her being like, yeah, I'm okay with you having the throne, and then she loses everything she's lost and changes mm. her mind. And then it's like, yeah. fuck well, you guys, I'm doing this. Which she's also, when she's pushed to the edge, 
she reacts pretty hard. So go back to when she first got the Unsullied. She bets with, uh, what was it? Um, oh, I forgot the guy's name. The Slaver. Uh, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll give you Drogon for all the yeah. Unsullied, right? And both uh, Sir Barris and Selmy and Sir Dror are just like, what the fuck are you doing? Stupid. Like, like completely, she's just going off grid, off, off script. But she had this, she had this rage or this plan, and all of a sudden, this unsullied kill the slave masters and whatever. Get to the point of uh, uh, when they're at Marine Siege Marine, she comes back. Tyrion's basically losing the city. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get my dragons and burn every one of those people out there." Yeah. Yet Tyrion like turns that anger and that like you know the Mad King gene, I'll say, like away into like, "No, no, let's try this." clever plan clever strategy so and also and then again that happened on uh when the unsullied were ambushed at casterly rock um where she just like fuck it give me the dothraki we're gonna attack the lannisters right now and she went and just kicked ass so this is again one of those moments where it's like she's gonna react but this time since she doesn't have her true advisors with her, is she going to make? Is she going to react poorly? I don't think she's going to die necessarily. If she does, it'll be after everything. Um, I, I don't. I think the bittersweet ending is either John takes the throne and she dies, or she takes the throne but John gives his life up for her. But everyone just re- still respects John more than her because that's the kind. Of, that's the thing. Like she's getting a super sense of FOMO. As far as like everybody loves John, he's just a better leader. People like him better than her. Yeah, which they made a point of in this episode quite a lot, didn't they? It, oh, it big was, time, yeah. big time. It and Vera bit... sees that straight up. Is like, yeah, despite yeah. despite her being the one that, that actually saved everyone's ass and taken the most amount of damage and loss, they still love him more. Yeah, but yeah. I'm still wondering how. I'm still wondering with with I. I because certainly with your your Game of Thrones knowledge is better than mine, but like this, the brand stuff with me is just getting on my nerves now. Like what what's going to be happening there with him? Why what what hell is going on? He's just sitting there at the minute doing fuck all. He's, isn't he's it? kind of like, irrelevant now because he's more the past. Like he tells yeah. he's he's his knowledge is the past. It's not the future, but he uses the mm. past to help the present, and mm. it just doesn't seem like no. he's very useful anymore i don't i don't uh, in terms of winning but mm. he's still three-eyed raven but, uh, yeah i mean i thought the episode kind of thing which we did speak last week it did kind of go how we thought in some respect with setting up next week where it's all gonna just kick off isn't it at king's landing oh like, yeah you know which they set up right at the end with the daenerys thing which was like you could see where that was going so what what have we got left how many two more Two more episodes. Ever. Yeah. I mean, going on comparing it to Star Wars, did anybody think that shot of Tyrion when he went out to meet what's it looked like that shot from The Last Jedi when Luke met Kylo? Yes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I they just did, that actually. Shot yeah. yeah. I was like, have they just copied that shot for shot? Because we mentioned last week of like, certainly Arya killing the, you know. Night King, yeah. It's like, it was like Ray from the Last Jedi, and then you know, we're just mm. going like the Snoke thing, comparing that with like the Night King and the theory. And we're like, <laughs> I'm like going, I'm becoming too obsessed with the both of like comparing <laughs> the Last Jedi to it and stuff. It's quite interesting. Last week when Ryan Johnson even tweeted something about that about comparing Game of Thrones to the Last Jedi or something, but I just thought 
especially that, like, it was just like that crate team, wasn't it? And, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's amazing how exactly shot for shot that looks. Um, but, well, yeah, it's... Yeah. I, 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 I thought this episode was a little more Game of Thronesy than the last one. Yeah, so did I. That's what I thought. This is what we've the- come to know and love with it. Like, the betrayal, mm-hmm. the politics, the human-to-human shit. And, like, the Jamie stuff as well, because that, I kind of thought... With Jamie Lannister, and then obviously it was like him gonna go back to Cersei again, and he's gonna be like, "Is that?" I kind of thought that would happen, but what role is he gonna play in that now? What do you guys think of Brienne in that situation with Jamie? Do you think that was the way she should have acted? I was fine with it. I didn't see what you mean, like the, the fact her that they got it on her go. after when she went. Oh, yeah, Jerry, I see what you mean. Um. Yeah, because I think deep down she thought that that she suspected that. I think she wanted, she thought that obviously he was like in love with her. But I think deep down she kind of knew that he would maybe go back to Cersei because she was like, "Don't do it, won't she? Don't do it." But I think deep down she probably knew that he was. That's where his loyalty lay. I thought she was going to say, um, "You've always been scum." <laughs> scum. <Yeah. laughs> that would have been amazing. And then he turned around and just fucking. <laughs> We have to call but out. I, we have to call out Tormund and his amazing lines oh, throughout yeah. the first like half of the show. <laughs> oh, I, I just want a Tormund spin-off, aren't you? They got to be a t- yeah. Now he's gone. Tormund yeah. and the Hound <laughs> just walking around together. How oh, fantastic! Wouldn't just that talking. Be? Oh just my like, god! Just, just talking. talking. Yeah, just talking. <laughs> I think like the Hound's. What was the Hound's first line in it? Where he said something like called someone a twat, didn't he? Yeah. It was like you fucking twat or something or some. I was like, that's it. Brilliant. <laughs> I like just have a spin off with just them them two in it, just Brilliant. like talking. So, but yeah, there was like little bits that you know. And the Jamie, though, I kind of thought, yeah, he's going to go back. To, I he's still gonna, thought he may. He's going to go back, but you know what? I think he's going to be the instrument, the final instrument of her. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I thought of that. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. Mm. I, I can yeah. see that happening. Mm. Well, I you think that. so. Oh, that's, that's Aria, thing. Aria pulls his face off, and it's Aria <laughs> wearing Jamie's face. That's true. Oh. You never and you never saw when hey, she did it. I tell you what, if they execute that right, yeah, if it's done right, that'd <laughs> <laughs> be bloody brilliant. <laughs> that could so, work. So Aria had sex with Brienne. Okay, I got, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> The title of this episode is going to be Episode 69, If Executed Properly. Yeah, that's it. It's wrote itself already, isn't it? It's wrote itself already. <laughs> so I presume like, we're going to be like, it's going to be like what we said. Next week's just going to be the all-out battle, isn't it? Of, of Another London and Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much, uh, if I dare say, like uh, Cersei has the upper hand. <laughs> in this. She absolutely does. Yeah. She might win, guys. Yeah, game of thrones, I said man. that. That was she one of my win. theories of like she might. Everybody's going. Will Daenerys? Will Jon sit on the throne? I'm like, Cersei might actually win all this, and they'll surprise everybody with a riot. Mm-hmm. We'll surprise <laughs> and piss off everyone. Everybody, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> well, can can you imagine the backlash then? Oh, Atstash knocked my Game of Thrones. Oh, but the thing that's... is, though, they have to they have to abide by uh, George R. R. Martin's vision for this. Yeah, he's a producer, so yeah, like. Because he, he's the one that gave them, like, this is the remainder of the story arc. You can do whatever the hell else you want to it. 
but this is how all of this sort of generally has to conclude. So regardless if and when the books ever do come out, I mean, I, I still think we'll see a pretty similar story. Yeah. Maybe a few characters here and there because some characters are more more popular that you can't really kill off right away. I mean, they've been, let's be honest, they've been really conservative with the characters they've killed off these last two episodes. Yeah. I, I expected a lot more in that last episode. Yeah, no, no, there's no like, like Jamie getting a bolt or Tyrion getting a bolt straight up yeah. from Braun. You know what I mean? Like that, mm. that would have been it. Mm. But it, it was wasn't. nice to see him back there, wasn't it, Braun? It was, and he hasn't changed. He's like, I want double. Yeah. yeah. I'm that, good old friend. That uh, whole, that Jerome, whole. Soldier, soldier. Jerome Flynn. Bloody classic Sunday nights. You've lost that loving feeling. It's, it's double at <laughs> Robson and Jerome. You won't believe it. That oh. whole, that whole uh, interaction boggles me because it's like he leaves them, and I'm like, okay, he could have killed them, yes. But now he leaves them, and they could just be like, all right, let's send everybody after him. Where were they? Were like, they I, I just don't understand. Like, oh, you have my, I, you have my word. We'll give you. Well, what keep did he? One million dollars. High Garden, right? He was like, you can have High Garden, <laughs> and and I was like, it's just your guy. It's it's Tyrion and Jamie's word. Like that's nothing. Yeah, certainly as Lannisters, it's, it's nothing, like Bron. It? It's like Bron wanted an excuse to not kill them, and then he left, and it's like. uh... They could just have their guards like hunt him down and kill him right now, but they don't. Right, but they're not going to do that. Yeah, he's too clever for him. Come it on, just felt a little like stupid to me. Anyway, you guys get you you think about this, don't you? I just watched it and thought, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you do a podcast. Two, three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that was pretty good. And yeah, no, I love it though because it's like I'm a, I'm a bit like that with with a lot of stuff, and then I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and then it makes me reevaluate things. Because I'm sat here now, like, rethinking, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a bit shit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so when Chris is taking a shit in the morning, he's going to be on Twitter slagging it off. Yeah. But actually, it did fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was awful. I mean, this is just... I liked people it. Are re- I people, yeah, I liked people it. Are reacting was... to it. People are reacting to it the way they should be reacting to it. Because now people are going to be watching the last, the last few being like... Oh my god! Now what are they gonna do? Like, is my are my people safe? Are my people like my favorite character still alive? You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's the biggest TV show of all time, and it? it's gonna it be out of our generation. It's more it's like it's, yeah, it's more, more like are my people gonna die? Yeah, yeah. are they safe? <laughs> yeah. It's overanalyzed to fucking it. Like, well, of course it is. Yeah, well, it's like Star Wars as movies, isn't it? It's like the biggest films of. Maybe not Marvel or whatever. They're always overanalyzed, aren't they? So I mean, people are still talking about the Wire and the Sopranos. Twenty yeah. years later, Breaking Bad. Well, Breaking Bad's probably as well. That's up there in it. So now these these are sort of the breakthrough the breakthrough series that like set the bar for the next one to be broken and the next one to be broken as far as records and things like that. So Mandalorian. Yeah. Next. yeah. So yeah, just just going on before we sign off. Then so next week. Am I right in thinking we can do Endgame spoilers properly? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Jimmy's not seen it yet. Jimmy's Jim, the only one. Jimmy's who's not, not on next week. We have Andy. I'm not on out. next week. Yep. Oh, you're off on you. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So definitely yeah. go up on the uh, on those spoilers. Sure. No fucks given. <laughs> I just saw it last night before Game of Thrones. It was a long night. 
I went to like seven o'clock showing, got home at ten thirty, and then watched Game of Thrones till twelve thirty. <laughs> went to bed. Oh man! Great night, great night viewing. Do you like it? Do you like Endgame? I did. Yes. Yeah. I thought it had no. This isn't a spoiler or anything. I thought it had um, really good endings to character arcs. Yes. Right. Well, well yeah. then. Yeah. And there were some great artistic scenes in there in the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Like battle scenes, scenes and, and stuff. Yeah. So, anyway. Did you like the. I'm not going to spoil it for Jaden. Did you like the Thor joke when they first. When Iron Man sees him and he mentions another film? Did you get remember that? it. I'm trying. I mean, yeah, I, I, see, I told you, didn't I? Yeah. I told you <laughs> people won't get that joke. I want to know if Jimmy picks up on it. But right. I can't say what it is, but it's about another film, one of my favourite films. It's just a little reference, isn't it? And it's a little reference that he just mentions to him. Ah, oh, now I can't wait okay. for you to tell okay. me. All right. Yeah. All right. I must have I'll listen that. for it. I'll listen for it. All right. Uh, uh, Chris, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, no worries. Yay! Awesome, dude. So where, where can we find your stuff again? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Come and talk Star Wars or Yorkshire Tea. Um, at Chris Hall Artist. Uh, if you want to check out my artwork, that's uh, on Instagram at Chris Hall Illustration. Or if you're kind enough to fund me going to uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, <laughs> jump on my Etsy. Uh, I've got 40% off for a week on Etsy uh, to celebrate Star Wars Day. I did that on May 4th, and it's open till next Saturday, the 11th. Um, 40% Get off me. everything in store. Yeah, do it. And you can find my Etsy through links on all my socials and stuff. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Awesome. 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 Cheers for having me, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate your time. And, folks, thank you for joining us for episode number 69 of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. This is Monday, May 6, 2019. Stay cool and stay weird. May the Force of Others be with you. Oh, that was quick. Cheerio, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs> This party's over.